section eighteen of travels to oaxaca by nicholas joseph thierry de menonville an anonymous translation from the french this librivox recording is in the public domain i returned home to supper therefore perfectly tranquilized i had here my mattresses pillow and white sheets which i found the more delightful from having long been ill accustomed to a good lodging and comfortable repose there is in truth nothing like privations to teach one the real value of comfort the next morning after a refreshing night's rest i rose and was dressing myself to call on mr harrison when mr Furson entered so so my little libertine said he to me you have not been all this time at medellina of that i may safely wager confess now said he smiling that i am not wrong in my conjectures i wished first to learn if the governor had mentioned me and was informed that in answer to interrogations twice made at his table he had been told that i was still at medellina upon hearing this i made him partially acquainted with my journey telling him that in my excursions i had been insensibly attracted by my curiosity as far as the volcano of orizaba he was all astonishment at my having been able to go so far in the time and solicited a detail of my expedition i found it no difficult matter to vamp up a story with little embellishments and suited to the spots i had seen but of which i placed the scene between vera cruz and orizaba i afterwards showed him with an air of triumph all my plants why what the deuce will you do with all this said he jeeringly i let him enjoy his laugh but i had my turn for he having entered my bedroom saw my nopals there and no more for knowing nothing of the cochineal insect he paid them no attention i therefore laughed in my sleeve confess however added he that you have had the sight of a most beautiful country yes retorted i and also a most wretched one with this he agreed and on noticing with astonishment the scarcity of cultivation and inhabitants i had remarked he enhanced my wonder exceedingly by informing me that from panama on the southwest to california and sonora on the northwest and from cartagena to the mississippi embracing a surface of two millions of square leagues the enumeration of the inhabitants does not exceed a million including not only all the spaniards but likewise indians mixed breeds and negroes Monsieur de Furson likewise informed me that Monsieur de harrison would not sail for a month to come when he left me inviting me to dine with him i promised him i would but in the interval i wished to find out a carpenter to order different cases for my plants and concert with him on the best mode of constructing them with security to bear the rolling of the ship having planned all this i ordered sixteen boxes of twenty inches long ten broad and six deep for each of which i was to give him two reals i likewise wanted two large chests to hold them but for these he asked me ninety-five livres of the money of our islands for each the grossness of the sum displeased me and i thought no further on the matter 
till in crossing the market i saw in a carrier's shop two large trunks which served him for locking up his goods at night these i purchased for eight dollars apiece and i found them larger than those i had intended made of good ash plank well bound with iron and with good locks one essential matter thus complete i began to think of my departure i went to my cook's and learnt there with inexpressible delight that d was about to sail that very week for guarico thus the spaniards denominate cape francois all that was wanting now was to agree with the captain but this was what gave me some uneasiness on account of the possibility of some inadvertency he might entertain against me upon the following occasion at the hotel of mexico i had been a near neighbor of his and he had oftentimes intruded upon me at those moments which were the only ones i could dedicate to study but what even more than this had made me averse from him was his common practice of speaking on religion and politics of declaiming against the fanaticism of his countrymen and extolling to the skies voltaire and other authors who have the most freely written on these subjects this at the first only made me look on him as an eccentric character but it afterwards originated a suspicion of his being a spy who only meant to pump my sentiments on this i cut him quite short by observing that it by no means suited his station to meddle with affairs which naturally pertain to the civil and ecclesiastical powers to whose imperative decisions and superior intelligence it were better he should submit i was fearful lest when i needed him he might retain resentment at my hastiness i was at the time unacquainted with the circumstance of his being on intimate terms with the lady of the late intendant and that she had inspired him with that good will towards me which i had so constantly experienced in herself of the good effect of this i had soon the most ample proof on my very first inquiry if he would take me as a passenger on board his vessel he answered without the least hesitation that he would with the greatest pleasure and when on agreeing to accompany him whatever course he might steer i inquired what i should pay him for my passage nothing sir was his reply he afterwards asked me if i was aware of his actual destination and on my informing him of my suspicion of its being to cape francois he acknowledged it was and on this head enjoined secrecy this i solemnly vowed and again adverted to the price for my passage but he would listen to nothing on this head and leaving me begged me to have everything ready by the next wednesday his liberal demeanor affected me yet still not having altogether dismissed the prepossession against him which had haunted my mind i feared lest the circumstance of his giving me a free passage might engage him to treat me or what was more consequent with me my plants with less attention in order therefore to come to a clearer understanding and conclude our agreement i conducted him to the ice-house where i proposed to treat him with creams but this he would not suffer in short all i could obtain from him was that i should have allowance to put on board some refreshments 
in consequence i shipped to his vessel sixty bottles of wine fifty fowls etc etc and as early as tuesday embarked all my effects my nopals only excepted while this was passing my small cases were in hand when completed i found that eight of them readily entered but exactly filled each of my large chests i afterwards planted in each case four large plants of the nopal covered with living cochineal besides twenty leaves or articulations of nopal just taking root which would form so many plants without reckoning sixteen large ones part of which had begun to root in all nearly three hundred plants with these i mingled a number of other plants of wild cactus from vera cruz upon which on my return from oaxaca i had seen and recognized the sylvester cochineal without suffering myself to be deceived as i had before been by the caterpillar of the destructive moth which don ulloa mistook for the cochineal insect itself as for the plants of vanilla i placed them divided into pieces two or three feet long in a dozen casks and cases but so intermingled with twenty other kinds of plants that none but a botanist could have distinguished the valuable ones from those which were not i watered all my plants to complete saturation in order that they might want no water for some time to come on board and all being ready i waited only the instant for sailing the moments to which period were as tedious to me and counted with as much impatience as the intervening time which divides an expecting lover from the mistress on whom he dotes i spent the interval of my stay in bidding adieu to all my acquaintance but especially senora de butillos who was returned from the country for the celebration of the nuptials of her daughter and the general of the fleet she as well as her daughters tendered their services in the most obliging manner and even testified regret at my departure in return i wished them happiness and the prosperity of their family nor ever were wishes more sincere messieurs du parquet and monsieur Furson were not forgotten i in like manner wished them every blessing of life they pitied me much for having gathered so little fruit from my expedition i thanked them for their commiseration but was not so candid as to undeceive them what was most irksome for me was taking leave of the governor i however presented myself before him for the purpose of advising him of my departure intelligence which occasioned him as much pleasure as i pretended regret on announcing it to him he at the same time enjoined me to acquaint him what hour i was on board in order that he might be present at the entrance of the port to take a deposition on the occasion in company with his secretary this i promised but with settled resolution to the contrary so absurd did such forms appear to me and so humiliating for myself at bottom however it was a subject for laughter his presence undoubtedly was for the purpose of ascertaining that i bore off nothing with me and already were all my effects on board i was solicitous of bearing away with me the letter of the viceroy of mexico note it will be recollected our author addressed letters to the viceroy for permission to travel 
in that kingdom the answer as is stated was unfavorable and the substance of the letter is given in the early part of the narrative translator end quote. this was a curious piece and had i obtained it i should have suspended it from my nopals as a trophy the governor had indeed promised to give it me but leaving him time for reflection he perhaps considered that it would not much redound to the honor of his superior and in consequence flatly refused it on my last audience i insisted upon it you are very bold said he angrily but did you offer me a hundred thousand crowns you should not have it his pretended anger had no effect on me i told him therefore that it was requisite for me that i should possess the means of satisfying my patron that i had not been at liberty to follow up my botanical researches in the kingdom of mexico still however he remained obstinate he even went so far as to add that he would not give me the letter though my patron were the king of france himself the king of france said i in a modest manner but still with firmness is as much the protector of his meanest subjects as the king of spain can possibly be of his however elevated when a criminal is banished he receives the minutes of his trial and shall i who am free from crime be treated less favorably my boldness pleased him he did not indeed give up the object itself which i solicited but he became calmer and consented to notice in my passport the order of the viceroy he moreover withheld from me the passport for vera cruz given me by the marquis de la tour at the havana and i even suspected that this was done for the purpose of making it the base of a charge against that excellent man which occasioned me great uneasiness as for the letter of the viceroy i in good truth cared little about it at the same time it gave me pleasure to have the governor fancy as well as the rest that i left the country much vexed at not having penetrated the interior as such an opinion tended to remove any suspicion which might be entertained of the value of what i bore away on my return to my lodgings i wrote a letter to don antonio ulloa at mexico it was in a complaining style i observed with respect to the refusal of the viceroy effecting a liberality or rather a sort of rodomontade that however vexed i might feel on the occasion i should never place this circumstance or any exertion of mine in the way of those spaniards who might come to france for the study of the arts and sciences but on the contrary if it rested with me they should experience even more indulgence than they had before been wont to enjoy were it only to show that a frenchman has too lofty a spirit to attend to trivial injuries after this i settled all my bills in order to discharge the whole of my debts i found myself obliged not only to dispose of every article of furniture i had bought at vera cruz such as my bed chairs tables etc but also of my watch and ring after which and all paid i found myself with only two gourds dollars remaining a sum which i reckoned would about cover the charges for going on board had i sought it 
there is no doubt the purse of some one or other of my friends at vera cruz would have been open to me but i thought such a procedure beneath me and adapted to create suspicion of my individual character and that even of the nation itself to which i belonged i therefore preferred depriving myself of everything and thus avoided a possible obloquy i had yet a few days to stay which i spent in visiting and walking about a singular procession to which the delay of my departure enabled me to be a witness on the octave of corpus christi day was of too curious a description to admit of my passing it over in silence at the head of this procession were seen six gigantic figures in pasteboard twenty feet high representing a male and female indian a negro and negress and a spanish man and woman carried by shoe-blacks and dancing an allemande these were succeeded by a stout fellow carrying a french figure made of straw with a distorted haunch and all its limbs out of joint this figure which is fixed at the end of a pole as on a pivot is made to move its limbs like the pasteboard harlequins of children and its somersets and awkward motions are a subject of considerable merriment to the spanish populace follow this harlequinade ten other fellows in the guise of fish with each a blown bladder with peas in it fastened to the end of a stick and with this they strike at random right and left whoever may be in their reach these porpoises are precursors of a whale framed on a large wagon which is moved along by men beneath the exterior representing the whale these men likewise occasionally make the whale open and shut its mouth as if about to devour the silly fools afraid of it after these the different brotherhoods and religious orders each with the image of their founder in silver carried on a platform by six men march in regular order the residue of the procession presented nothing extraordinary i remarked another religious practice at vera cruz which will not appear less singular when the sacrament of the wafer is carried to the sick it is taken in a coach magnificently gilt and adorned with plate glass in the same manner as the carriages of state of sovereign princes it is drawn by mules for abreast which go a foot-pace at each of the angles of the imperial is a lamp the person who carries the wafer sits at the extremity of the coach in a species of niche purposely made for him opposite is a priest his employment to drive away the flies that the person who carries the sacrament may not leave his hold of the picks which he carries in his two hands the coachman wears a great coat of scarlet with silver lace and silver buttons like our vergers at paris at the doors are two grenadiers and two miquelets and behind the coach is followed by double basses bassoons violins guitars and other instruments escorted by a crowd of people during the procession the great bell of the church is sounded gently at last wednesday arrived the day on which i had to embark i was not without some dread and in real truth this appeared to me the decisive day at daybreak i caused all my cases of plants as well as all my empty boxes series longissima rerum 
to be carried from my lodgings and everything before six had reached the gate of the quay i computed that at this hour the idol would be yet asleep that the soldiers and officers tired with the night guard would be at rest in their hammocks and that all unoccupied and inquisitive at the market my conjectures were well founded for if a few sailors be accepted three or four officers and the guard i met with very few in the streets i reached the port followed by thirty porters hired a boat and returning to the quay caused my cases filled with earth to be placed on the ground before the searchers thus far all went on very well but in a few minutes soldiers sailors and tradespeople all rushed to see the plants which the french botanist was bearing away the officer of the guard complimented me on my researches and collection of herbs the searchers admired them in stupid astonishment but at the same time were so civil as not to sound any of the cases though they might have done so without injuring any of my plants and the head of the office satisfied with my readiness to suffer examination told me i might pass on it is a certain matter that i had it in my power to defraud the king of his dues and might have carried away in gold to the amount of a million or a dozen talegas but i was so well known that no one suspected my being capable of such baseness i however made haste to get away with my things lest someone more enlightened should play me either unintentionally or from design some scurvy trick or other the whole of my goods being now in the boat it put off and i followed it when i placed the cases in the chest which i locked and caused them to be securely fastened on the deck i recommended the sailors to be careful of them and as an entrance fee on coming on board presented them with a couple of gourds which for the purpose i borrowed of the captain i returned now on shore to announce to the governor that i should go on board at eight o'clock i could not see him but held my promise effected and never set foot in his house again we did not however sail till several days after which gave me much uneasiness my plants shut up as they were necessarily suffering greatly i had indeed at each side of the chests caused four holes to be made of four inches square that i might be provided against stormy weather when i should not be able to open the chests and i went on board twice every day in order to give them air still that i should be obliged to be separated from my dear plants to sleep away from them as i did for three nights this occasioned me indescribable torment and never certainly would a miser feel more pain from the fear of losing his gold the different trips on these three days cost me three piastres which made the whole i was indebted to the captain five to acquit myself of this debt i sold some very beautiful sleeve buttons and this done found myself poor as bias at length even spanish dilatoriness seemed near its end the captain swore he would weigh anchor on saturday that day i went on board according to custom to give air to my plants at five o'clock in the morning the captain's boat came on board to direct the pilot to weigh anchor imagining now his promise would be fulfilled i put on board the rest of my things 
but after waiting for the captain in vain till three in the afternoon i gave up hopes of sailing that day this night however i slept on board on sunday the necessity of attending mass again delayed us i went on shore and took a last farewell of mr Furson. i brought back with me on board likewise five or six cases of mould in order to give more room to my halop and vanilla plants eighth june seventeen seventy seven at length by eleven o'clock we quitted the port saluting the castle and the captain of the port with one gun and seven times exclaiming viva el rey to which salute the captainship answered by one exclamation only the weather was fine we had a light breeze and the log showed five knots when a league from the city we perceived a boat making after us which was soon alongside on first distinguishing it i had again as at the havana the weakness to fancy that i was the object of its pursuit i conceived with some appearance of reason that the governor piqued at my having avoided the process verbal which he meant to draw up on my departure had sent an order for me to be put again on shore i was however soon undeceived and saw that it came merely to put a man on board who had failed of being ready at the time of the last boat putting off but this gave me an opportunity of learning a curious circumstance which was that on the captain's waiting on the governor to receive his orders for campeche the latter made inquiry if i was on board and exacted a receipt from the captain for my body he likewise inquired if i seemed very melancholy to which question the captain answered in the affirmative it will be readily conjectured that this little narrative amused me greatly the whole of the bay abounds in excellent fish End of section 18